Hello. Welcome to How to Win in Court Without a Liar. This is Dave Horowitz. I'll be your host tonight. Thanks for joining me this May 17th, a beautiful Sunday. It's hot outside. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, tonight we're going to be talking uh, about a few things. Um, and I'm going to make a statement and ask a question. Governments use power and authority to rule. There's the statement. And here's the question. Is it legitimate or not? Okay? We're going to look at the words, uh, some of these words here. Everybody knows what a government is, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, but let's, let's start off by looking at power. Power is the ability to make someone do something whether they want to do it or not. That's a simple definition of power. The ability to make someone do something whether they want to or not. Now, <laughs> that is something that government does. Uh, they exercise power all the time. Okay, the use of the stick. Uh, authority. We're going to look at authority. Authority is the right to make someone do something. <laughs> the right to make someone do something. That's the short definition of authority, okay? <laughs> uh, and we're also going to look at legitimate, okay? Legitimate is real, right, correct, true, or the utmost, utmost truthfulness, justified, fair, well-founded, logical, genuine, just, honest, reasonable, lawful, and uh, unquestionable, okay? That's legitimate, okay? Illegitimate is counterfeit, deceptive, dishonest, false, improper, invalid, irrational, unreal, unreasonable, untrustworthy. Uh, what is that? Can I read my own hands? <laughs> Unwarranted, unlawful, and questionable. Okay, that's illegitimate. Okay, so let's get back to power. Power brings compliance through persuasion, threats, coercion, or violence. Okay, uh, that is power. Authority is based on a perceived right to rule, compliance through moral obligation, a duty to obey. So someone who believes in that a government has authority, it believes that it has a duty to obey it, okay? Um, that they have a right to rule. Okay, that's authority. Okay? And it's based on perception, belief. Okay? Perception is the ability to become aware of something through the senses. A belief or opinion often held by people based on how things seem to them or to their point of view. Discernment how one sees something, interpretation, comprehension, belief, judgment, knowledge, gained from the process. Boy, my handwriting's horrible. <laughs> the process of coming to know something or to understand something, okay? That's perception, okay? It's your own belief. Um, when you think about perception, okay, uh, when you're doing an investigation, when um, 
you, you have to talk to a lot of people. You've got to interview a lot of people, okay? And when you do that, you get all different points of view, you know, from where that person was standing or what they perceived. And a lot of them are conflicting. And they all supposedly witness the same exact event. So um, that's perception, okay? It's, it's somebody's own belief. It's something that uh, through their eyes, what they believe they saw or believe. Okay, so that's perception. Welcome to the show. Uh, again, this is How to Win in Court Without a Liar. This is Dave Horowitz. Um, so tonight I, I, I basically made a statement and asked a simple question uh, for those of you just tuning in. Um, that governments use power and authority to rule. That's the statement. And uh, the question is, is it legitimate or not? Okay? So authority, as we're going through words here, authority gets a without we're having to pressure them. Okay, it's perceived. It's something that is ingrained into somebody to believe. It doesn't take much force. Okay, uh, because everybody's been taught that same thing, kind of like in the classrooms growing up. I pledge allegiance, blah blah blah, obey, 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 and uh, you know, and that you get twelve years of indoctrination, and if you continue on, uh, you get more of it. Um, you know, and you see it on the, on the TV every single day. Uh, movies are full of that type of programming. So, you know, when you question that authority, um, you know, people call you crazy. And it's funny because I spoke to a friend uh, the other day. I haven't talked to him in a little while. And he just texted me out of nowhere. And he, he says, uh, he said, Dave, he says, I, I, you know, you've been saying this stuff for decades and, and uh, nobody, you know, nobody believes you. And I bet they're not calling you crazy anymore. You know, um, but, you know, it's it, it's that questioning authority that, that has to be done, right? Because uh, if, you know, we go back a little bit to, to what I was saying, authority, okay, is the right to, to make someone do something, okay? And it's based on a perceived right to rule, compliance through moral obligation and a duty to obey. So we're all taught that Okay, but authority is definitely questionable, and it should be questioned. Okay, so authority is based upon the perception or a duty or obligation to obey the exercise of authority, uh, and it should be seen an automatic and unquestioned obedience. That's what government tries to do. Uh, that's what public schools do. They teach you to you know, over and over they indoctrinate you to believe that this authority is legitimate, okay? And then when you grow up and you start interacting with the system, you find out that <laughs> it's not what they said it was, and, uh, you know, you start to question it, okay? They tell you not to question it. They just say you have to do this, so you have to do that. Raise your hand. Do you want to go to the bathroom, you know? Uh, <laughs> if you don't agree or you ask the wrong question, they send you to the principal's office, okay? And you get 12 years of that. Forced, by the way, <laughs> using, using authority because the people believe that you're supposed to go and, you know, 
That's why they make all these rules okay, to get people to send their children to these places. And I bet during this, this uh, whole COVID ridiculousness that a lot of these people that are homeschooling their kids and looking at the actual uh, material that's being taught from the schools, uh, you know, being that they have to be the, the ultimate teacher, uh, are looking at this stuff and going, what kind of crap is my kid learning here? Anyway, forget the rant. We'll go on. <laughs> so uh, power is based in, on the ability to either reward or punish another, okay? So power is used uh, and is based on the ability to either reward or punish another. So they'll give you benefits, okay, if you don't, you know, ask too many questions, okay? We're going to give you a $1,200 stimulus check, okay? But we're also going to give uh, a major bailout that you're going to pay for. Just you 20000 okay, and everyone in your house. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that, that's the ability to award your $1,200, okay? Uh, punished is what's being, ha you know, what's been happening all over the country. People are getting uh, arrested and fined for not wearing a mask or, you know, going to church or, you know, I mean, just these ridiculous things, okay? Um, so that's power uh, to punish, okay? And they assume that they have this. Is it legitimate or not? Okay. So do you obey government because it's the right thing to do or because you're afraid of what they're going to do if you don't? Interesting question to ask yourself. Do you obey the government because it's the right thing to do or because you're afraid of what they're going to do if you don't? And be honest with yourself. Because seriously, the, the majority of people out there, these, the, you know, the, that, are, that are going and still voting and, and still believe that this is legitimate, Okay, uh, <laughs> you ask them this question, and, and if they were honest with themselves, they would probably say because they're afraid of going to jail if they don't obey. That's not legitimate. Force is not legitimate. Initiation of force to get somebody to comply is not legitimate. It's done every single day in this country and then prosecuted and extorted by the courts. Happens every single day day in this country. <laughs> They're letting out thousands of people out of the jails, but then arresting people who don't wear a mask and obey. Sad state of affairs. Interesting thing is, is when, when you know, uh, if you look at history and you look at the governments, uh, uh, you know, of the past, you know, as they start to crumble and people start to realize that they're, you know, that they're criminals and that the whole system is corrupt, uh, you know, there is no more authority because authority is perception that they have a right to do what they do. So the authority disappears. The only thing left is the stick. And then there's war. Internal combustion happened at almost every, you know, every society in history. Usually it doesn't take 300 years. Anyway, going on. <laughs> so authority... Authority, by definition, requires unconditional, unquestioning obedience, okay? It requires unconditional and unquestioning obedience. That's what authority requires. 
especially, and that's their definition, not mine, okay? So that's what the dictionary says, okay? Which, if you look back in older dictionaries, it probably doesn't say just that, um, you know, but it's it's amazing how these, these uh, uh, dictionaries lately uh, are very, very much influenced by, you know, the the uh, Department of Censorship or whatever, um, you know, to to put government in a good light and give it validity or substance or legitimacy. Okay, propaganda, propaganda, just like the indoctrination that gets you to believe that it, you know they have a right to rule over you. If you're taught that I pledge allegiance to this flag and blah 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 blah, you know over and over every single day, you know, from the point that, you know, where you hit the, you know, the public school system until you get out, okay, that's indoctrination, repetition, just like, uh, you know, Pavlov's dogs, okay, and it's the same way you train a dog. Unfortunately, people, you know, uh, you know, we pick up on things as babies, we see uh, our family members doing it, and they say, oh, no, they're the police, they're, they're there to help you, and you know, the system is legitimate and just, and, you know, we t- we're taught this stuff. There's no better system. Yeah, it's not perfect, and that's the excuses as you get older and start seeing, you know, what you're being taught throughout that time uh, doesn't match up with what you see every day in your actual life. So, anyway, I'm going to move on. So, authority by definition requires unconditional, unquestioning obedience. <laughs> so, it doesn't sound like... Uh, you know, anything worth worth uh, doing doesn't need threats, okay? Anyway, uh, the Milgram experiments, I'm not going to get into it a whole lot, but it'd be something to Google and check out. Uh, people with a uh, strong inclination to obey authority can be easily, uh, more easily led to behave in a barbaric fashion. Okay, let me, I'll say it again. People with a strong inclination to obey authority can be more easily led to behave in a barbaric fashion. Look at, you know, Hitler's Germany, okay? People did ridiculously horrible things to each other, okay? Because they, you know, and it failed. That, that, that defense, the Nuremberg defense failed, okay, at the trials. Uh, that, you know, well, I was told I was just doing what I was ordered to do. It's no excuse, Okay. That's no excuse. Uh, didn't work then, doesn't work now. Uh, you know, it only makes sense that people need to be held responsible for their own actions. And that's why we're only responsible, uh, you know, to, to make rules over ourselves and manage our own self uh, accordingly, you know. We don't need a government to do that, okay. But they impose, okay. Again, governments rule with power and authority. Power is the stick. Authority is your perception that they have a right to do so, okay? So the more you question it, the more they want to use or have to use the stick in order to keep their power. Otherwise, that disappears as well. Or if people stop supporting it, that, uh, you know, they lose power. Money is, is a big thing. You know, when it comes to power, everybody's here, oh, money is power. Well, that's perception as well. You know, I'm going to... You know, I always do some uh, some quotes here. Um, I'm going to get into a few, uh, most of which are going to come from Lysander Spooner's 
uh, no tyranny, um, the constitution of no conscience. And um, I'll get into those in a minute. But uh, Rousseau said the strongest is never strong enough to always be the master unless he transforms strength and power into right and obedience. I'm sorry, strength into right and obedience into duty. In other words, to, to get the people to believe that they have the right to be there doing that to them. Okay? And that was Rousseau, I believe, was, you know, uh, that was at some point during the French Revolution. I may be wrong there. Uh, Aristotle said, a system is only legitimate if it is operated to the benefit of the whole society and not just the rulers. And Rousseau also said, government is only legitimate if it is based on the govern or, or of the general will of the the uh, excuse me the general will so agreed by the masses. I'll say that one again since I I stumbled on my tongue. Government is only legitimate if it is based on the governing or I'm sorry on the general will of the so agreed by the masses. Wow, that English is almost hard to tongue twist out off my. Uh, off my tongue here. <laughs> um, in this, you know, in, in this country, and you know, um, with the, with the government here, I'll say, okay, that uh, declared its independence in the Declaration of Independence, which says that to secure the rights, uh, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people governed to alter or, ab or abolish it. <laughs> so they even said it in their own documents, which don't pertain to you or I, because that's a contract between the parties. None of you signed it. None of you are a party. That's the, the view that Xander Spooner would take uh, or did take uh, 80 years after the thing was written, the Constitution and the Declaration. So uh, government, okay, is to govern means to control, and meant is thought, okay? Which is why the indoctrination of 12 years of, of uh, public schooling or indoctrination, okay, and 12 years of every day of I pledge allegiance. So, you know, and rah, 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 shish, boom, bah, wave the flag, burn a hot dog, and, and throw off some fireworks, you know, a real distorted view of freedom. Anyway, so how does the government create legitimacy? Uh, it manufactures it, <laughs> literally. Uh, it manufactures it all the time. Uh, we see it every day on the news. When you turn on the news and they go, oh, this fringe group of people that are questioning the COVID virus are, you know, conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. And every day, if, you know, it's easy for them to discredit a questioning, you know, somebody questioning or, or resisting their, you know, doc, you know, their, their, their dictates. Okay. It's, it's much easier for them to do because they got control of the entire media apparatus, uh, the whole system, the six companies that, you know, give you your newspapers and television and radio, okay? <laughs> and then teach your kids for 12 years in school or more. 
So, you know, if if, if you can talk to a lawyer and that lawyer, after you told them what makes me uh, have a duty to obey your constitution and your rules and your laws and your statutes, and they turn around and go the social contract, okay, and they literally just got out of college, just got off the bar, you know, just finished their bar exam, you know, that's what they're teaching them. A social contract is what binds you to the law. Well, good. Then ask them for your signature and a copy of where your signature is on that contract. Watch how quick they dismiss your case. <laughs> anyway, so how does government legitimacy? They manufacture it uh, by manipulating what the people know, think, and believe. I'm going to say that one more time. They manufacture it by manipulating what the people know, think, or believe. Start questioning what you believe. Start questioning what you believe. <laughs> when you go up in front of that judge and they go, I'm your judge. Really? This badge makes me above the law. Really? <laughs> you know, that's a costume. doesn't make them above the law. But your perception gives them power or their stick and gun does, which of the two? <laughs> it's either your perception that they have a right to do what they're doing or that they have a stick and a gun and, you know, a taser and 20 other guys to back them up with their gang, which is, you know, how, how are they ruling over you? Anyway, so Declaration of Independence says that they, uh, that a, and a just or a, a legitimate government gets its powers powers from the consent of the governed. You know that's a crock. But uh, <laughs> if it's true, then when I walk into a courtroom and I say, I do not consent to be governed by you, okay, I'm throwing you off. I'm going to use the exact same language in their rule, Right? I'm throwing off this form of government because it's destructive to the ends, you know, uh, uh, of, you know, protecting my rights and my property. And if you're not going to do that, then, you know, we don't, we're not in a contract. Not that I would anyway contract with them. But, uh, you know, again, uh, perception is by using your senses, using logic, using reason to be able to, you know, just tear apart their argument that they, you know, they have this right to rule, okay? Um, so consenting, if you consent, you're contracting. Uh, in order for it to be legitimate, it has to be uncoerced and voluntary. So as you're going to court voluntary, right, because you wanted to go there that day and, you know, see what kind of trouble they'll give you, <laughs> they're going there because you wanted to, well, because they said, if you don't come here, we're going to come to your house with guns, we're going to put you in a car, we're going to drive you to a cage, and we're going to force you to be here, and if you resist, we're going to kill you. I guarantee you it's not because you want to go spend the day in court. Waste your time, waste your, your, your efforts, your energy, and, and go talk to people who are claiming a right to rule over you. Right? So it's not the first, it's the latter. <laughs> you're being coerced, and it isn't voluntary, okay? That means there's no consent. So without legitimacy, 
through consent, the only way governments can rule is through violence and force, which automatically renders the government legitimate. It's never legitimate to initiate violence, ever. Perfectly legitimate to defend yourself violently if you need to. But you don't have a right to go up and put a gun to somebody's head and say, you've got to do this because I said so and I have this gun and, and that makes me legitimate. Or, or, you know, I have the power to kill you. That doesn't make you legitimate. Any more, you know, the, the government asking you for taxes, okay, and then caging you if you don't pay, okay, is the same, it's the same thing as the mob coming by and saying, hey, you've got to pay us protection and we'll kill you if you don't pay. What is the difference between the two? Is there a difference between the two at all? The only difference I can see is, one, the mob doesn't have a, a program to indoctrinate you for 12 years of your, of your most five years of your life, okay? <laughs> and they didn't have your parents already convinced that they were legitimate. Anyway, getting back to where I was going, I have to go on rant. Right, and uh, thanks for joining me here on uh, How to Win in Court Without a Liar. So uh, going back to that, so I'm going I'm to say this again, because without legitimacy through your consent, the only way governments can rule you is through violence and force, which automatically renders the government illegitimate and their authority void. Okay? It's void. The second there is violence or coercion through violence or threats of violence, a contract is void. All law arises. So you can decide in that respect. But as far as uh, you know, uh, the way it works is if you and I are going to get together and call ourselves society, agree or consent gathered toward all. Okay? I can't force you to work with me. You can't force me to work with you. We have to agree mutually. Can't be forced with the contract together from the beginning. And that's what that does with them. They're always, you know, you can watch any number of cop shows and jump on YouTube and see hundreds of videos, I post them all the time, of cops initiating violence on people that have never harmed them or even threatened to harm them. Some of them just ask the question. So that's void. They don't have authority to beat the hell out of you because they don't agree with your questions or your way of life. But that is what governments do when they start to lose authority, the belief that they have a right to, to do what they do. Okay, their only thing left is the stick, the gun, tanks, <laughs> the dogs, you know, the boxcars. Anyway, so was Andrew Spooner uh, was a guy living about 80 years after the Constitution was, writ uh, was written, and uh, he wrote a book, he wrote a few. Uh, one was No Treason, the Constitution of No Authority, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read a few quotes from this book, okay? Um, if you haven't read it, you should. It's a great book. Um, but this was, you know, it gives you an, an insight into what was going on 
just 80 years after the Constitution was written, um, you know, and, and this was something that was actually a popular book back then. <coughs> Excuse me. One second. Take a sip of a drink. Hello? Hello? Someone there wants to talk? Can you hear me? Hello? All right. I'm going to go on as if I am, be, <laughs> as if I, you can hear me. I know we got a few people on the line. Anyway, uh, a man's natural rights are his own against the whole world. Any infringement of them is equally a crime, whether committed by one man or by millions, whether by one man calling himself a robber or by millions calling themselves government. That's Lysander Spooner. Only those who have the will and power to shoot down their fellow man are the real rulers in this, as in all other so-called civilized countries, for by no others will civilized men be robbed and enslaved. That's also Lysander Spooner. Okay. Um, Okay, this is also uh, Spooner, and he says, no middle ground is possible on this subject. Either taxation without consent is robbery, or it is not. If it is not, then any number of men who choose may at any time associate, call themselves a government, assume absolute authority over all weaker than themselves, plunder them at will, and kill them if they resist. Again, this was written 80 years after the Constitution, regarding the Constitution. <laughs> okay? So this is 80 years after people were questioning it. And, and there was no Internet back then, so the thing was hard to get a hold of in the first place. Okay? Constitution was not in everybody's house <laughs> back then, uh, even 80 years after it was written. Okay? Could you imagine... Uh, that everybody in the country signed and consented at the time that this document was written, that that communication back then could even exist to get consent from all the parties involved or everybody who would be putting themselves under the subjection of the Constitution? Anyway, so these villains that call themselves government well understand that their power rests primarily on money. With money, their soldiers, uh, they hire soldiers, and with soldiers, they extort money. And when their authority is denied, the first use they always make of money <coughs> excuse me, is to hire soldiers to kill and subdue all who refuse them more money. Eighty years after the Constitution was written, there was oppression by the so-called authority the government in this country. And I'm sure it was going on from get-go. Anyway, <laughs> a government that can, at its pleasure, accuse, shoot, and hang men as traitors 
for the general offense of refusing to surrender themselves and their property unreservedly to its arbitrary will can practice and all special and particular oppressions it pleases. In other words, <coughs> if they get to decide, to decide what the laws are, what the rules are, what's criminal, what's not, um, you know, and make up arbitrary stuff as they go, then there's nothing that they can't do to you, you know, and, and, and can just continuously thinking that you consent, uh, that you believe that they have a right to do so. <laughs> Excuse me. What a, pollen is out there today, messing with my allergies. Anyway, okay. So the principle on which the war was waged by the North was simply this, that men may rightfully be compelled to submit to and support a government that they do not want, and that resistance on their part makes them traitors and criminals. So that's just making the point of, of, of the, you know, of the quote that I said right before. They can do whatever they want, call whoever they want a criminal, make them look bad in the media, you know, make somebody who, you know, was questioning their authority um, an example out of them. And they always do that with the stick. Always. So, all right. Still another of the frauds of these men is that they are now establishing and that the war was designed to establish a government of consent. The only idea they have ever manifested as to what is a government of consent is this, that it is one to which everyone must consent or be shot. <laughs> this idea was the dominant one on which the war was carried on, sorry. Look like an M. Either I need glasses or my writing is getting worse. Anyway, <laughs> and it is the dominant one now that what we have got uh, while it is called peace. Okay? So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, you know, everybody, you either consent or you get thrown in a cage. You either consent or you get shot. That's the two choices. Uh, you know, quiet, simple consent or the stick. That's not legitimate. At least I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Maya Rothschild said, give me control of a nation's money and I care not who makes the laws. Because it's a, it's a powerful manipulator. They can, you know, it's used to manipulate, uh, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard the term might makes right. And, and that's really the, the epitome of government. You know, the, okay, we've got more guns, so we can tell you what to do, and if you talk back, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's perception, because the people who have way more guns, uh, you know, still believe that, the, you know, that, that uh, they have a duty to obey. They, it's hard to get rid of that brainwashing that we're, that we're taught our entire lives. Well, you have to obey, because this is the law. No, laws aren't arbitrary. Laws are not arbitrary. A law. Do not murder. Okay? It's not arbitrary. Do not murder. 
you know. That's not arbitrary. It doesn't change. Don't take other people's stuff. It doesn't change. Okay? Uh, you overdid the speed limit, and, you know, my office needs a new computer system, so pay up. That, that's, that's arbitrary, especially when, you know, if the guy driving down the road that, that, that gets pulled over is, you know, the cop's brother or cousin or friend, because then they don't get the ticket. It's arbitrary. They do what they want, when they want, how they want, uh, change it. The laws change. These millions of scribbles of politicians change all the time. That's arbitrary. So power is forced. Authority is perceived legitimacy. And rambling on for 40 minutes, I'm going to put out this question, okay? Are either of them legitimate? Power or authority? And, again, are either of them legitimate? Legitimacy is right. I'm going to go back and, and, and go over that again a little bit here. Okay. Legitimate is real, right, correct, true, of the utmost truthfulness, justified, fair, well-founded, logical, genuine, just, honest, reasonable, lawful, and unquestionable. Because it's all those things. Illegitimate is counterfeit, deceptive, dishonest, false, improper, invalid, irrational, unreal, unreasonable, untrustworthy, unwarranted, unlawful, and questionable. So I'm going to ask again. Are either of, is, is government ruled by power and, and uh, authority legitimate? And I'm going to just put that question out there. And I know I've got some people on the line. Maybe we can get a, uh, somebody's thought on that question. Come on. I know we've got people on here. you got to make the show interesting. It's always better when you guys talk. Anybody? Nobody wants to take on the question of whether or not the right to rule by power or or authority is legitimate or not? Well, it's going to be a short show. The only, <laughs> the only legitimate power comes from God. Well, I, I personally agree with you. I personally agree with you. But, again, authority, you know, and, again, that's – a perception, and it can be a right one for the individual, but it's the individual that should actually be able to choose, right? Because it's your consent legitimate. See what I mean? Yes. Like, I, be I, be I believe that way. Is that Louie? Yes, it's me. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, no, I believe that way too, you know? But that's based on my own experience, and that's based upon, you know, my own research and my own beliefs, my own perception, right? But that doesn't strike me with lightning every time I, I, I you know, I screw up. But if they could get dollars out of you, <laughs> one I think is legitimate because 
still have the, the, the right to exercise my free will with authority. Well, with the government, they're not giving you that choice, even though you have that choice. Right. You have to express that. Absolutely. So express that you do not. You know, you've got to express, you know, your will. Otherwise, they're going to enforce theirs. Yeah, definitely. Every day. And again, you and I talk about it all the time. You really have to, you know, it has to be part of you. You have to know who you are and who you're not. You do. You have to. You have to. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, English of laws, no, uh, there's no excuse. Same, same yeah, rule applies. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Oh, if they're ignorant of their will, they're going to force yours on you, or theirs on you. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, legitimacy goes, is it true? Is it real? I mean, if you look at what is legitimate and what's not legitimate in those words uh, that are synonymous with both, um, you come up with all kinds of things that you got to question. Right? Is this real? Is this a fraud? Okay? Is this, you know, and there, I mean, there's a bunch of questions you can use to question authority. You know? Is it, you know, you make them prove that it's legitimate or not. Question their authority. Authority. What's another word for authority? Jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. Right? So you're questioning their, by questioning their authority, you're questioning their jurisdiction, their right to hear something, right? Because with authority is a right to do something. And you question that right. And that's how you deal with the courts, and that's how you deal with government agents. You question that authority. Don't stop questioning it. Poke it, prod it, make them prove it. You know? Let them make the claims. Don't make any claims. Exactly. Ask questions. You know? Yeah. Ask the questions and question their authority until they screw up and tell you, oh, well, the social contract is what binds you to our rules. And then you go, great. Get me a copy with my signature on it. <laughs> you know? Or, uh, you know, or I, I get my authority over you because uh, you, you're you're traveling down the road in in you know in the state called Montana. Well, is the state of geographical locations with its own national with its own natural law, okay? Or is it an incorporated you know body, a political body? It's got to be one of those two. And if I'm not a party to that political body, it has no right to make up rules for me anyway. Right. And I question that. Question that authority. Question, question, question. Oh, we can't proceed yet. I've got a question. <laughs> nope, still can't proceed. I've got lots of questions. We're going to be here all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, folks, but you might get, you know, you might get an education out of this. You know, <laughs> don't worry. If you believe their authority afterwards, you don't have to come back. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, they, when you when you question 
their authority. They screw it up themselves. They they literally they don't believe their own BS. They just think no, you should don't. follow it. They don't, most of them don't even know what it says. Most of them have never read the, the millions and millions of laws on the books in every state. And then break that down into millions of laws in every county, in every city, in every town. They're all arbitrary and different. You can go from one town to the next to look pro, you know, certain places. If you go to Utah, right, most of the state is a dry state. You're not allowed to have alcohol, right? So when, when you know, but if you're at the border of Utah and, and uh, Nevada or, or Arizona, um, you know, you're going to get, you know, you, you literally could walk 10 feet over the border and get booze. How stupid is that? <laughs> you know, and then if you take it back over the border, <laughs> you're, you're and they can put you in a cage and will and fine you and do whatever. Don't say stupid. Right. And then, and then you've got people with this COVID. I just saw an article today that was um, 10 states are not opening back up until they have some sort of contact tracing uh, system in place. Really? That's one, that's one fifth of the country. Ten states, wow. Right. That's one fifth of the country. So why would anybody stay in those ten states? Why wouldn't they move the hell out? Let them govern themselves. Right. <laughs> Because they're afraid. But that was last week's show. <laughs> People are so afraid. It's, 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 I mean, it, it's already done and over. Like, the damage is done. You know, people are continuing to be afraid of this, this, this virus that's the weakest thing known to man. And, and I mean, it, it's crazy that... Um, it's crazy, and it's just the beginning. Right now, the economy is shot to crap. We just haven't oh, yeah. seen the effect of it. But we'll see it in about six months to a year. Oh, and you're starting to see it in the stores. The prices are definitely skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. Food, food and stuff food. is getting more expensive. Well, that's because of, that's because of warehouses and everything. Uh, everywhere I go, I uh, talk to people. I've been talking to restaurants. Um, food, food is getting scarce. Food is getting scarce in restaurants. Food, food is starting to get scarce. So, well, I got food walking around all around me. Hundreds and hundreds, thousands of heads of cattle and buffalo and deer and elk and moose and fish and birds. You know, and even here, last year they were talking about killing off 500 head of buffalo in Yellowstone. For no reason whatsoever. No. I saw that. I saw that. They say conservancy, yeah. right? Oh, we're going to be conservationists. So they kill off the animals that people could use for food. You know, and this is a serious subject, too. Look at history. Go back to these governments that, that use a stick, power, because they lost, they lost legitimacy and they lost authority. People didn't believe in their authority anymore, so the only thing they had to do was the stick. Well, what are they doing now? 
People are locked in their houses all around the world. You go out, they use a stick. <laughs> they kill off the food supply, so it makes a shortage. So prices go up, and they go, oh, well, you know, the food's dying. Well, why is it dying? They say, well, because the manufacturing plants have to close because of, of social distancing. So that I don't know a farmer that goes, you know what, I can't sell my cattle, so I'm just going to slaughter them and bury them. That's a demonstration. That's stupid. I'm going to just turn my garden over because, you know, I can't make any money from it. I'm going to starve to death instead. That's stupid. A farmer's not going to do that. They're incentivizing it. They're paying off these corporate farms that have been supplying the GMO processed crap that most people eat, you know, mm-hmm. from, these, from these huge corporate farms. You know, if you've never looked at some of the videos on, on, on the food industry and the farming, make you not want to eat stuff out of the store ever again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. We talk about that a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but those farms are under government control, and those owners of those corporations are getting big money to destroy crops and destroy, you know, their herds. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, and then you know, and they think it's going to be a benefit to the to the corporation because all they care about is the bottom line. Well, is it legitimate? I'm going to put it out there again. Maybe we got some others that would like to chime in here and join the conversation. Um, I'll stay on the line as long as we got conversation going. Um, Are power and authority legitimate when it comes to governing people? Comes to governing you. Is it legitimate? Do you really believe that that they have a right to rule over you using power and authority? And remember, authority is an indoctrinated thing. It's, it's, you know, it's your belief, your perception that they have a right to rule. Okay? That's what gives them their authority, is your perception, your belief in it. Stop believing in it. <laughs> you know? And I don't care whether you believe in God or not. Believe in yourself enough to, to, to manage your own affairs. Believe in yourself to manage your own affairs. Don't let these criminals manage your affairs for you and then try to force you into, you know, to, to, to allowing them to manage your legal and financial life, which is basically your life in this type of a system. Life was so much simpler when, you know, I, I would much rather gone through the, the Great Depression than the Great Oppression, which is happening now. Because at least then I could go out and, you know, shoot a deer, an elk, whatever, without having to worry about it. You know, go fishing, grow some veggies. Build my own place. You know, I can do all those things now, but it's just, you know, they, they, they frown on it and they try to force you out of it everywhere, you know. I mean, I've posted a bunch of articles over the past few years in states that are, you know, making you a criminal because you're off the grid. You're not attached to the grid. Banning small, you know, tiny homes and things like that. And many states have done it. I don't know if they still do because I really don't – I try not to follow, you know, things that either don't pertain to me, laws and rules that don't pertain to me because I cram enough of that crap in my normal research, uh, you know, in, in, in helping out 
you know, folks that I help out with. So I deal with a lot of different laws and um, have to look at a lot of different laws in different places. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't usually follow through like on, on some of these uh, tiny home things. Um, but there's been quite a few states that have, have made it criminal to use your own land, to live on your own land without being hooked to some kind of electric grid, telephone, communications with them. Then they can control whether or not, if you don't pay them, they can turn it on and off, you know, which is probably the same reason that I wouldn't accept a vaccine or an RFID trip with them because, you know, I don't want them to turn me on and off <laughs> at their will. I decide what I do, when I do it, how I do it, and I decide for myself. I manage my own affairs. Thank God I've gotten rid of a lot of the stuff. <laughs> they say less is more, and I'm a true believer. <laughs> the less stuff you have, the easier it is to manage. <laughs> anyway, uh, been talking for a while, and uh, I'm going to open it up to anybody who has any questions or topics that they want to discuss. doesn't matter if it's on tonight's topic. Um, I don't have a special guest tonight, so uh, I'll open it up early to questions and comments. And uh, if you have a topic or a legal issue you're dealing with, feel free to to talk, and we'll discuss it. I can hear my dog breathing and a cricket chirping. <laughs> Anybody? Nobody has a comment tonight? Yes, it's just you and me, Willie. <laughs> well, well I'm still here. it's going to be a short... You no, know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're the only two here tonight. <laughs> I don't... People come on. Actually, we got oh, at least a half a dozen people listening. So, But, uh, yeah, I've... Feel free to comment on on the on the topic tonight, or if you have a topic that you'd like to discuss, or a legal issue that you're dealing with. Um, happy to discuss it. Uh, I'm actually dealing with a couple of uh, of um, issue issues with foreclosures and uh, foreclosure threats. Uh, one in Florida, one in California. Um, I've talked to quite a few people that have uh, issues with that over the last few weeks that are, you know, that I, people send me emails and texts and ask questions, and that's come up quite a bit, people facing foreclosures. And, David? Um, yep. Uh, yes? My name's Michael. I just have a question about common law versus uh, the corporate tyranny, common law is just not doing any harm to your neighbor, but what if people do harm to your neighbor? And if there is common law, is that worthy of being enforced? And if so, how? Well, of course it's, you know, again, it's, uh, so it's kind of like do no harm or love your neighbor. And that's really the epitome of common law. Um, but if, again, so if somebody violates your rights, so they harm you or your property, you can make a claim against them, okay? And in these courts here in this country, they have to, you know, it's a tort. It's a tort, okay? 
and, it, and it, there was damage done. You have a valid claim. You can prove your claim. You've got evidence. You've got witnesses. Um, but you know, if, and you've got testimony. If, if those courts are, do not exist, and it's it's truly only common law on the land, who do we go for restoration, or do we just do it ourselves? Well, again, I mean, uh, you know, again, ultimately, if you manage yourself, you can go, and, and this is the way to deal with things privately. You know, if your brother sins against you, you go to them, and you, and you try to work something out. You know? Dealing with things in the private is so much easier. I hit your mailbox, right? I come up and knock on your door. I ran over your yard a little bit. I knock on your door, and I say, hey, uh, I just ran over your mailbox and a little bit of your lawn. Uh, I want to take responsibility for my actions or for, you know, for, my, for the accident. It wasn't intentional, obviously. I didn't mean to do it. But uh, I want to make you whole, right? I take responsibility for my own actions. So but what if, you know, if somebody, but what if somebody shoots my dog or my son and says, screw you? Oh, you put a bullet in their damn head. That's what I would do. Again, and you know, it's it's. <laughs> if I'm sitting there and I'm witnessing this, absolutely, I'm going to I'm going to defend my myself and my son or my dog, my property. And I have every right to do so. Every right to do so. I'm not initiating violence. I didn't come to their property and and say, here, shoot my dog or shoot my son. They came to mine. They violated my rights, and I have a right to defend myself and my family and my property. Everybody's got that right. Okay. Everybody has to ask permission to do that. There's no doubt doubt that's true. But what if one is undefendable? What if it's a widow or an orphan or a disabled person or somebody is just walking down the street and a gang beats up on them? What happens then? Happens all. It happens all the time. It I happens know. all the time. Can it be enforced? You know, again, in a voluntary society, it would happen a lot less. I believe it would happen a lot less, but it doesn't mean that people can't be held accountable for their actions, right? I mean, that's, something intentional. That is my. That is my very question. How would, yeah, you know, under common law only would people be held accountable sure yeah i'll tell you what even without a uh even without a police force even without the court systems you take a small town okay and you've got somebody going around and 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 raping people okay uh that word gets around okay people start to look into that because it's their town. They want to protect themselves, their families. They don't want it to happen to anybody else. Those people are going to get together. They're going to find the person that does it and, and, and uh, you know, try the facts, adjudicate the facts. You don't need a, a justice system to do that. You just need a, a group of people that are, that, have, that are not biased, okay, to look at the facts of the case. And then they decide, <laughs> listen, 
uh, you, you're, you're not going to be able to do this anymore. We're, you know, we're chopping off your Johnson and sending you on your way. Come back and we'll kill you. Done. <laughs> we don't want you around here harming our families. Don't need the cops. You don't need a judge to do that. People would not put up with that type of stuff. But they will if you got a badge on. I post stuff all the time. <laughs> Cop assaults and, 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 you know, beats wife. Cop impregnates teenager. Happens all the time. They end up killing themselves a lot of the times. From their own guilt. But, you know, getting back to your question, common law... Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that there is no that there is no um, uh, penalty, okay, for violating someone's rights. I mean, seriously, in natural law, if it was, and I go back to the animals, okay, you take that situation that you mentioned, right? That somebody, you know, uh, we'll use a jackal and, and, and a lion. Okay, and the jackal comes in and, and, and kills, uh, you know, a lion cub. Do you think that the pride is going to let that jackal get away? They're going to stop him and eat him. <laughs> That's natural law. Okay, even more so than common law. It wouldn't, it, you know, it doesn't mean there's no consequences to people's actions. But for it to happen, you know, in order, you know, people have to manage themselves correctly. You know, again, if somebody who's not managing himself correctly and that's harming other people, the people that are getting harmed are not going to put up with it for long. <laughs> that goes to that goes to say for you know whether whether it's uh, you know a single robber or uh, you know, a, a million-person government. I'm not going to let it happen for long. And you have a right not to be harmed, right? Not to be violated, not to, to have your stuff taken. That just, you know, I mean, that's common sense. <laughs> that's common law. So if you have that right, you only have rights that you're willing to defend. That's also common law. You know? And again, if you if you can't or if it, you know, there's nothing stopping from you for you know, from talking to your neighbors and saying, Hey, these people are, are causing problems, look what they did to me. Can you help me? You got every right to do that too. You get ten neighbors that'll turn around and say, Hey, I, I did it in New York. Me and a friend. <laughs> I had a friend of mine that just got out of rehab. Boy, this is going back a long way. Anyway, uh, he had just gotten out of rehab, and he was home at his mother's, and she owned a little bodega in a uh, you know, town, and there was a gang of kids, little uh, a gang of kids, you know, bats and chains and knives and this and such, you know, and they ranged from anywhere from about 13 to probably 21 or 22. And there were a bunch of them. 
and they kept they had him locked in his uh, in his mother's store. He wouldn't let him outside. They were threatening him, and he called me up and said, "Hey, can you help?" And I called another friend of mine, and we went down there, and you know, we basically told him, "Hey, he, you guys want to fight? Let's fight. Let's play. You know, I'll drive you all to the hospital. I'll put you in my truck. Let's go." You know, <laughs> but it's not. You know, I didn't call the police. I'm not looking for somebody to help me. I'm doing it myself. And it's happened many times. I've got kids. Kids have issues. Um, you know, I've had my kids been threatened before, and I took matters into my own hands. And I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I'll protect my children. It's my job. It's my responsibility to do that. So, I hope I answered your question, Mike. <laughs> yes, you. If not, you I'll don't. be happy to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, again, it's not something that uh, you know, as far as corporate law, or statutory law, you know, supposedly came out of common law, you know, and would be covered in statutes, uh, codes, but. You lose the entire spirit of the law when you transfer it to statute. The spirit's gone. Isn't it's the, all about isn't money. The bill, at that point. Isn't the original Bill of Rights basically common, based on common law with the Magna Carta and so on? Yes. And again, those documents only pertain to those people at that time that were a party to those contracts. How they've managed to survive and, um, and, and get so many millions and millions of people uh, under the perception or belief that they pertain to them is beyond mind-boggling. But it is through indoctrination from the time we're born. I pledge allegiance to the flag. You know, oh, the guy in the uniform is there to help you. I mean, these are, these are you know, these are training techniques so that they don't have to use a stick to, to rule you. They can use your own mind to be your own worst enemy. Hey, you've been told by everybody you know that the police are a good group of people, right? You've been told that, you know, politicians are out for the people. They tell it to you all the time. <laughs> you know? They're the, first, they're the first ones to tell you how wonderful and fantastic and great and, you know, and, and awesome that they are. And they're also the first one with their hands in their pocket. You know, making up rules for you to follow that they have no intent on following themselves. But we're taught to believe that it's legitimate, and it's not. It's not, at least I don't think it is. That's why I keep asking the question. <laughs> Do you think it's legitimate? But, yeah, no, the Bill of Rights, um, the Magna Carta, these are all documents that, that, you know, if you think about it, even if you read them, the Constitution, the, the, the Declaration of Independence, which I read a part of, of tonight, the, you know, a legitimate government comes from the consent of the people. Well, if I don't consent, then you don't govern. That's makes sense, right, based on the document that was written? Mike? Well, the, govern the governing comes from the people, I think. 
Right, but it says in the in the Declaration of Independence that uh, a, a government of right comes from the consent of the governed. So if I'm the governed, if they're claiming they have a right to govern me, then they must have my consent based on that document. Based and on the my you know, declaration. That makes me govern them. What's that? If they can only govern with my consent, then that makes me have authority over them. I'm the governor. Absolutely. Absolutely you are. That's what their document states. And it says if you don't like the way they're governing your affairs, then you have the right to put them off. Have, have you, anybody ever tried to put uh, – I know I do it all the time. But when you go into court and, and try to put them off from trying to govern over you at that moment. Or when the cop pulls you over, you question them. What do you, you know, where's your authority coming from? Who do you think you are? What makes you think you have authority over me? You'll get a, it's easier to do in the courtroom than it is on the side of the road. They'll, they'll call the rest of the gang there to, to you know, to use the stick. <laughs> in the court, the judge is less likely to have a stick, although they will hit that panic button and, the, and all the stick carriers will come flocking in as soon as you start to question. Which is fine, and it shouldn't be. You shouldn't. It's there to intimidate, you know, to coerce, and that's you. That's where they're exercising power. See, our guns are bigger than yours, so you got to listen and comply. That's not legitimate. That's why the whole statutory legislated mess is not legitimate. Now, is it legitimate to say, "Don't hurt me," or "I've got to defend myself"? Absolutely, and that's common law. Don't take my property, or I will stop you from taking it, or I will come and get it back by force if necessary. Because it's mine. I have a right to do that under common law. Under their law, you've got to call the cops. They do a ridiculous investigation. Even if they do catch the criminal, you're lucky to get your property back. Forget getting any anything out of it. They get money. <laughs> There's no reconcil you know, reconciling the victim, if there was one. Happens very rarely in legislative statutory code land. Fiction. Fiction. Common law deals in facts. Statutory codes, you know, that, that, that's all fiction. Fiction. Legal fiction. But fiction is a fiction. It's a lie, it's a story, it's made up, it's not real. So, I hope that makes, uh, you know, I hope that helped a lot because it's, you're just trying to make a, a difference between the two and one doesn't mean, you know, common law definitely doesn't mean that there's no consequences for somebody who violates your rights. Whether you get somebody else to um, get justice for you or you do it yourself. That's, I guess that's the best answer I can give you right there. <laughs> I, pre I appreciate that. Thank you, David. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for, thanks for actually joining in the conversation. It makes the show great. Appreciate it. Uh, anybody else have any questions tonight? We've got yeah, some Dave, good topics I tonight. Sure. Dave. Yes. This yeah. is James. 
Yeah, I have hey, a question. James, how you doing? I'm fine, Dave. How are you? Good. Good, good. What, what's the question? About general delivery. Okay, the mail at the post office. Sure. What's your yes, question? Sir. How do you uh, enforce that when you have a postmaster that keeps sending your mail back? Uh, first off, you... If, if you want to get general delivery in a specific post office, you go in and you give them notification that that's what you're you know that you're requesting, and that's a right. That's not a privilege. Privilege is when it gets delivered to your house. Correct. Okay? I did that. So, so you give them notice that you are going to be receiving a specific package some point between this time and this time. And you won't. You will be picking it up there at the post office general delivery. If they don't, then they're violating their own their own laws of the post office, that federal law. That's what they've done. I've given them notice, and, and they continue. Did you report to them to the post office uh, post office general uh, or the postmaster general of the country? Because if a postmaster in a, in a local, I, I, my, my son's mother-in-law is a postmaster. And, you know, she's got a post office, I don't know where, Missouri somewhere. Anyway, um, so each office has its own postmaster. But the postmaster general, you know, you, you should be able, I, I would put in a complaint if they're not giving you your, your mail. Tell them, you know, write your story to them and, and have it investigated. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's again. You know, they're they're a government agency. So basically, you just have to go up the chain of command, and uh, hopefully, it'll change. But they're not doing their job. You have every right to go in there and get something that's sent to the post office general delivery. Even if even if you didn't give them notice, if you knew when it was coming in or about when it was coming in, you should still be able to go in there and say, hey, I had something sent general delivery, and, uh, you know, I, I would like my package. <laughs> yeah, Naomi. Me, personally, I, don't, I, I used to do it. I used to do it a lot because um, I was traveling around all over the country. But, um, you know, and I've been off the grid for a long time, so I used to do it quite a bit. Um, now I just find friends that don't mind me sending something to them if I need to have it sent. Um, it's just easier that way, you know. But I haven't had an address on the grid or, or you know, in, geez, 10 years, 9 years. So just put it in care of someone else's name? Yep. Yep, you put it in someone's else, someone else's name in care for you. So it's basically a trust package to them. Okay, and that um, okay, that's that's probably the best route right there because I mean it's just been one, it's just been a headache. <laughs> they, yeah, I don't like that. I mean, again, for me to do a general delivery, I don't even have a valid, you know, uh, government identification. <laughs> so it makes it kind of hard to go into a post office and they go, "Oh, you don't have a valid ID." I'm I'm 50 years old. If I go into the store and I want to get a beer, you know. <laughs> And they want to ID me. It's like, okay, really? Uh, I wouldn't buy from them again if they did. But, uh, you know, but they're required to through their charter. 
You know, kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> you know, anybody can be an agent for the government, <laughs> including the, 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 you know, the clerk at the store. They actually so encourage the clerk at the post office is always going to ask you for ID. I get uh, I get general delivery, and I set it up with a um, certificate of live birth for identification, and they took it, and they've been taking it ever since. Who, who's this? It's Idiot on Colorado. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for thanks for chiming in. So you said you you gave them a certificate of live birth, or an affidavit of live you know the, of live birth? No, and, no, no, uh, no, a copy, a copy of the certificate of live birth, um, and for identification. And they said, you know, they kind of they kind of made noise about it at the beginning, but they took it, and once they took it. Uh, the next time I said, well, that guy took it, you know, and it's, oh, well, if he took it, then yep. it's a, so, and. Uh, I do I do that sometimes fact, if I got to cash a check or something. I do that sometimes. Because you, you can't get those government IDs without that birth certificate anyway. And I always, well, anyway, I always have that. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Anyway, the, um, the local post office for me, they've been really good about that, so. So I try not to, uh, like, I don't get any advertising center or anything like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's better when you can go and pick it up. You're not, you're not beholden to them for anything because it's not a privilege. General delivery at the post office is a right. Right. In their, in their laws, in the federal law, it is a right in their federal law. Home delivery is not a right. It's a privilege, and that's how they join you with the jurisdiction at your house. Your house, your zip code, and your home delivery address become a federal um, location. You know, a federal district location, which assumedly they will use to try and get jurisdiction. Again, it's fiction. It's illegitimate. It doesn't doesn't mean that they they have a right because you have an address. But I get the argument, and I've seen it for years. And I've even, you know, again. Uh, anytime I'm messing with the, with the courts, you know, I tell them, I said, I don't have an address. And they go, oh, you got an address. I said, no, I don't have an address. <laughs> so you can't properly serve me no matter what unless somebody comes to where I am, and I'm not telling you where that is because that's private business. <laughs> None of your business. Again, a lot of this stuff is 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 knowing who you are and knowing who you're not, you know. The more you get that in your mind that I am not this, what they say I am, I'm whatever I decide to be. I manage my own affairs. I do my own thing. The more you can, you know, that, that gives you tremendous authority over you. And uh, literally one of the best ways to go into a courtroom or any situation where somebody's trying to uh, assert authority. And it's just like that when you go to the post office and they go, well, I need to see your ID. You know, they turn into the cop all of a sudden, you know, or the clerk at the store, you know. And they tell you, oh, we need your ID. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I don't identify with the government. Uh, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I did. I, I, I used uh, general delivery for, for actually for a couple of years while I was traveling around the country in the RV. Um, so it was, uh, it's useful for sure. 
it's useful for sure. And uh, you're right that uh, you know your birth certificate can can be used in a situation like that. Thanks for thanks for your uh, your input. Anybody else? Anybody else have any questions or comments? Mike, did you have something else? Or James? I'm sorry, did you have something else? James, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, Dave. Um, no, actually, uh, that was that was my question for tonight. Right on. Uh, is this the same James that sent me the email? Uh, yes, sir, it is. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we we could talk more tomorrow on 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 what you sent me. The um, I'm not sure exactly what time, but I will give you a call. Are you available most of the day? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, as soon as I get a minute, I'll, I'll I'll reach out to you tomorrow. I got your number and your email. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. Is there uh, is there anyone else that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody else that uh, has any questions or comments on the topic or another topic that they'd like to discuss? Don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> so, I, I had some, uh, I, saw, I saw, I don't know if it was on Facebook or somebody asked me, I don't know, so many correspondents during the day, but I think somebody sent me something and said that, uh, you know, is there a way, <laughs> is there a way to uh, stop the government from forcing vaccines on, on them? You know, is there a legal way or a way to stop them from trying to force a mandatory vaccination type situation or scenario? And uh, when 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 government uses power, the stick, um, you know, uh, your legal arguments, my legal arguments, uh, sometimes even logic or reasoning is not going to get the job done. Um, you know. And what they are trying to mandatorily do is an assault on you, on your family, on your person. So, uh, again, I, I don't. Uh, I would say no. There is no legal thing that you could do. No, no scribble of politician that's going to save you um, in a court. It won't get to that. Okay. Uh, you know, and if it gets to that, they're already in control of your person, of you. Um, so, again, I, I, don't, I don't believe that if it gets to that, that there is going to be a reasonable way to deal with them. That's all. And uh, at that point, sorry to say it, but, you know, you're on your own to make your own decisions of what's the right thing to do for you and your own family. Um, you know, whether that means to defend yourself or to evacuate and, you know, find yourself scarce. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there is any legal argument that can be made or legal remedy. They don't, you know, um, remedies, you hear about remedies in, in you know, in, in health realm, you know, when, when you're talking about health, a remedy if somebody gets sick or whatever, cancer or anything like that. And then you think about legal remedy. And then you look at all the laws that the, the scribbles of these, you know, pontificating politicians over the last, you know, 300 years 
okay, or longer, depending on which law books you're looking in. But, uh, you know, and you look at that stuff, the people that wrote the laws were not the ones following them. They were enforcing them on others, on people like you. And, um, you know, even though in there, there, there should be remedy. There should be some sort of a remedy. For every right, there is a remedy. Um, you know, and, and I would flip that. And I'd say for every wrong, there is a remedy. And there is, you know, you have to find that for yourself. Um, you know, in their rules, it's uh, a lot of the remedy is knowing who you are and who you're not and being able to uh, explain that logically and question their authority always. Question it. That's all you want to do. You don't want to make claims. You know, making a claim, going up to, um, you know, what we spoke about earlier about common law and, and, and statutory law, um, going up to somebody that wronged you and saying, hey, you, you know, you broke my, you know, the headlight on my car with the rock that you threw. You know, you owe me a new headlight. And, uh, you know, if you do it nice, they may even do it. It was probably an accident. Unless they're throwing rocks at you on purpose, then you defend yourself. But <laughs> it, assuming that it was an accident, okay, you know, most likely they can say, and they could say, hey, well, you know, I've got insurance that will cover it, or, hey, it's a, you know, it's a simple fix, let's do it. Um, deal with it privately, okay? You talk to the party. You communicate. That's what an adult does. You communicate. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to get to violence, you know, but if you, you can almost guarantee if you involve the state, there's going to be some violence or threats of violence. It's always, right? They're going to arrest somebody. They're going to detain somebody. They're going to assault somebody. They're going to kidnap somebody. They're going to put them in a cage or they're going to kill them. Those are, those are the choices. You know, government is a disease. Masquerading is the cure. And the same thing goes for the rules that it's made up since its inception. They didn't even make them all up themselves. They dragged them over from England and from, from the Roman Empire. Same rules, civil law. I'm not making it up. Look up the law. Look it up. See where your laws come from, or these laws. I'm not calling them they're your laws, because they're not. You make up your own rules for how you live when you manage your own affairs. <coughs> but I'm originated out of Babylon. There's your entire law merchant and commerce. Okay? And then you've got civil law. Okay, so you've got your law merchant admiralty, you've got your uh, law, which out of that was English common law, and then what you see now, a big menagerie of, you know, man's laws throughout history, and how arbitrary they've been. Look at some of the oldest laws in your state, if you want to do some, some searches, go to the state where you look up. The oldest laws on the books that are still on the books. There's laws. <laughs> Crazy laws. You'd be like, how did he think to make a law like this? You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, going into McDonald's and, you know, getting hot coffee and burning yourself, you know, claiming that you didn't know it was hot. It's, you know, that's how, you know, you get warning signs put on cups and things like that. Well, it's the same for laws. 
you know, if you don't know that you're buying hot coffee and, and, and you spill it on your thinking that it, uh, you know, it was going to be cold, <laughs> you know, that's on you. But that's how a lot of these laws came about, you know. Uh, went on somebody else's property, and they didn't like it. They, you know, so they made a law against it. It happens here. I've seen it recently. Um, some of the shop owners who were also on the county board of commissioners didn't like that they were home people walking around outside of their, their businesses. <laughs> so they made a law that you can't be homeless and, you know, and, and be out in front of their businesses. Literally. And it was pointed toward homeless people or anybody that might look homeless. Depends on their own perception. But how do you make these arbitrary rules up? that it's wrong even that would be considered unconstitutional if it was if it was uh, challenged because it has a law has to be you know has to pertain to everybody not just one class of people otherwise it's discriminatory and, and unconstitutional so anyway I get on these rants well, you guys are supposed to be asking questions here anybody else have any questions Open up the floor. Good questions tonight, and I'd like to keep that going Just for another half hour. But if not, I'll, I'll wind up early. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful Sunday. But I will say that uh, if you haven't already, and and uh, if you get a chance, go to the website or bulletproofsolutions.org, uh, and uh, Got a lot of interesting stuff on there on how to live private or, you know, uh, on trust and law and uh, a lot of questions that people have. Sign up uh, for a membership, free memberships and uh, a couple paid different paid memberships that you get some extra benefits from. Uh, access to my library, uh, which is continuously growing. Um, over 300 books in there at this point on everything from trust to common law to admiralty law to the law merchant to debt, you know, uh, uh, dealing with creditors and things like that. But ton of ton of information on the website. Also, uh, you know, new members, you can sign up and get a 30-minute uh, consultation with me if, if, you're, uh, if you have a question or some situation that you're dealing with legally, uh, feel free to give me a call and we could talk a little bit. And if you go on the website, there is a calendar there for my, uh, you know, for my appointment schedule. So you'll be able to set up an appointment on there. So that's my plug for the website. And I'm going to ask one more time if anybody has any other questions or comments or topics they'd like to discuss tonight. Happy to answer your questions or discuss your topic. Hey, David, it's Ken from California. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey Ken, how you doing? Good. Just been listening to the show. Pretty good topics tonight. Enjoyed the the portion on the uh, the mail system there, and the uh, postal court judge federal sin. So that was interesting to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Oh yeah, absolutely. Did you have a topic or something that you wanted to talk about? No, I was just uh, an open ear tonight. Um, was uh, I'm glad that you're having callers from all over the United States calling in too, because it uh, it's just interesting, you know, how people are waking up and you know finding out all these uh, 
these remedies and rights and different things and how the government and the corporations, you know, act towards, you know, us. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I just kind of kept us, like the, the 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 common folk. <laughs> right. Hi, you. I know you're. I know you're. You're private, but uh, yeah, us. The rest of us. <laughs> but uh, no, I just enjoyed listening to it. Uh, thanks for finding in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still open. Any questions? Anything like that? Um, you know, I appreciate you guys and your questions. It really does make the show uh, that much better. You know the. Uh, I think I can remember back to my first episode, and all I heard was crickets. There was nobody on the show. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was probably one of my shortest shows. You know, besides the the butterflies of starting this thing. You know, uh, <laughs> I was I was basically talking to myself and wasn't very highly promoted at the time, so I, I wasn't. You know, it was my first show, so it was. Uh, a little intimidating to me trying to put everything together. And, uh, yeah, I decided uh, and at that time I was going to do an hour show five days a week. And I was like, no, this is just not a good format. You know, you, there's only so much you can do in an hour. So um decided to go to the, switch to this three-hour Sunday format. And um, usually I would have a, a guest come on. If, and, and, again, I'll – put that out there. Anybody who has a, uh, uh, or knows anybody that has uh, had some legal uh, experience or have gone some, through some legal issues and would like to talk about it on the show, I, I uh, definitely encourage um, you to get a hold of me and, and uh, sign up to be a guest on the show and um, you know, tell your story. So that's, that's always nice when somebody decides to do that. Um, it's been a little while since I've had the guest on the show, but, uh, which is why I usually open up the questions a little bit early, and uh, the show ends up being only two hours or less uh, without a guest. But we've had shows that have gone the full three and wanted to go more. Uh, we've had lots of questions, and I think personally that those have been the best shows. Um, you know, when you get a lot of input and a lot of questions, people get to you know, get to really gain a lot of knowledge from, from all of that as opposed to just what I'm talking about. And as and I'll say it, and I said it a hundred times, don't believe what I say, research it for yourself. Go out and, you know, verify and, and do your own research. Do not take my word for it on anything that I say. Um, you know, you got to think for yourself. Uh, Louis, Louis will confirm. You know, he calls me all the time. He's like, Dave, I got a question. He goes, oh, never mind. You're just going to tell me to go over here and look for it. (laughs) 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 For the answer. (laughs) You know, but that helps because when you find the answer, when you find a truth for yourself, it it becomes part of you. And you really do begin to change. And, and you you know, it's not just something you know. It's something you, that's a part of you, you know. It's not something that, you know, so-and-so's brother's uncle's cousin told you. You know, <laughs> you found that truth for yourself. So it's always uh, means a lot more when you when you answer your own questions um, and see you know seek out the truth for yourself. So definitely don't take my word for it. Um, you know, I'm I'm prone to be wrong once in a while too. So 
you know, and I'm more than willing to, to, to re, you know, answer any questions or, you know, if you have a different understanding than I do to listen and who knows, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not beyond teaching or being taught, I should say. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I appreciate that stuff as well. You know, uh, I'm not always right. Um, you know, I've studied, I've studied a lot of things, but, um, you know, I still study every day because I don't know everything. So even on my day off, I end up studying most of the time. So <laughs> anyway, guys, is there any other uh, questions that anybody has or topic you'd like to discuss, a legal issue that you're dealing with? Hey, yeah. Hey, this is James again. Yeah, James, how are um, you doing? I'm good. Um, as far as the topic of um, the house-to-house testing, would um, would you be able to use a religious exemption? Well, it's funny you should ask that. <laughs> that would that would be my first go-to, regardless. Anyway, and that's for just about anything they come to the house asking for. <laughs> including taxes and donations. I don't uh, support the state. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that'd be the first thing that I would go to because that's your most peaceful, you know, option, religious accommodation. But, but uh, you know, if, if history, you know, will, will uh, show you, go to New York recently. Uh, the topic of vaccines and the Jewish population over there um, where they were trying to force, you know, uh, all these Jewish families to vaccinate their kids or, or go to jail. And, and uh, you know, I, and who knows if whether it's, again, I don't know if it was uh, knocked down in the Supreme Court for being unconstitutional because it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but that, I know it's being fought. Uh, you know, in a bunch of a bunch of groups, not just Jewish, but you know, the Amish. The, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, in different religion religions will, you know, saying, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm I'm not on board with that, and uh, I'm exempt." You know, to try to separate. That's what I do. I try to you know help people to separate from the government because if you're not a party, then they have no control, they have no authority, and they have no power. You know. It's just like right. getting a divorce. Your ex-wife doesn't have power over after you divorce. You know, she can't say, "Hey, well, I I don't want to be with you, but you can't go out with anybody else either." You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, so so you know, I try to help people to to to, to separate from the government because it's you know it's just a much easier way to operate privately and you know manage your own affairs. So, yeah, I'd say a religious exemption would be my notices. You know, I don't know if I, I'm going to be getting you one after the show. I'm going to send it to you, James. But you'll see as soon as you see that, that, you know, when that was written, the, the memorandum was written by the attorney general. And it's to all executive and administrative agents, which is pretty much all of them. So it's uh, a memorandum of rights on religious freedom and uh, or on religious, uh, yeah, religious freedom. And it was written by the Attorney General. It's 25 pages long. Anybody that wants it, shoot me an email. I'll send you that and my seven-page uh, judicial notice that goes along with it. 
Yeah, you got to love that when it comes from them. They can't argue that. Exactly. I'm not trying to, I'm not making up their laws here, you know. <laughs> don't ask me any questions. Read this. If you don't understand it, you might want to call your lawyer before taking any actions against me. Nice. You know, have a nice day. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's it really should be that simple. Unfortunately, again, they don't like having their authority questioned. Then they jump into stick mode. But again, right. you 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 know, it's it's really the most peaceful way to to deal with it at the time. You know, hey, I'll always try peace before I'll snap you in half. I'm I'm not I'm not a violent person. Uh, I should say I am a peaceful I'm a peaceful man, but I can be violent if you if you attack me or my family. So right, <laughs> being peaceful and, and, and you know being passive are two different things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy to be peaceful. I, you know, it's, it's a friendly way to live. You know, I carry a gun, and, and law enforcement usually is a lot more friendly to me because I do. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I would hope that they carry a gun to defend me and others. That, that's, the other, that's the reason why I carry mine, <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, they, they have no problem going out and, and initiating violence, and that is illegitimate. It's not part of their job description either. So that means it's ultra virus and, and outside of their authority. And, they, you know, and again, the Nuremberg, uh, you know, defense does not work. Well, I was just following orders. Well, uh-uh. you were wearing a costume while, while robbing me or kidnapping me. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be responsible. You, you know, you're going to force them to take responsibility for their own actions. And to, and to follow the laws that they made up, not you. So the only time exactly. the only time you'll see in any of my documents that I use any type of statute or code or you know the Constitution, I know none of them pertain to me. Okay, but they definitely mm-hmm. pertain to them. Exactly, they definitely they pertain to them. Right. Yes. So when I'm pointing out what they have to do because their law forces them to do it, I'll use their stuff. But when they try to put that on me, it's not. I never said that I was going to take an oath to do this, that, or the other. And if I did, I was mistaken. You know, I peacefully mm-hmm. choose to religiously, you know, opt out. And that's kind of what the what the, that memorandum allows you to do. And, uh, you know, you could, uh, I send the, the judicial notice, if you, like I said, if anybody wants it, get on the website, um, bulletproofsolutions.org, or you can send me an email directly at a, letter A, freemaninbabylon at gmail.com, and I will send you a copy of both of those, no charge. And, um, you know, you could see what the memorandum from the Attorney General says uh, for 25 pages. And my seven-page, you know, uh, notice and affidavit. So happy to send it to you. It's good information, and it, and it's a good peaceful way to deal with any cop or any agent of the government that comes trying to uh, push the will of the state onto you. Uh, a nice, easy way to opt out, peaceful way to opt out. So, James, as far as your question with uh, COVID. Uh, door-to-door searching and all this other garbage that they're planning. 
I know, I know, you know, Rump there just said that uh, he, he's hoping that the military will be re- ready to, uh, you know, dole out the vaccines here by the end of the year. Um, yeah, that would be a mean to, to, to raise concern, you know. That makes uh-huh. the hair on the back of my neck stand up, thinking that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, for the first time, you know, the first time in, in uh, the history, they're doing away with posse comitatus and, and having the military enforce law here domestically. Kind of sounds like, uh, you know, Nazi Germany all over again. Right. <clears throat> and so if it comes down to something like that, uh, you know, have ha, have your religious, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> your peaceful offer and carry a big gun. <laughs> that's, 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 that's kind of my theory on that one <laughs> because I don't think it's going to be a, a peaceful, hey, would you do this? I you know, think I it's more going to be uh, a bazooka, you know, pointed at your face. Yeah, intimidation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I wonder how that's going to, how that's going to go using the military. Hmm. Well, all right. Yeah, me too. I only saw that a couple of days ago, but you know, to me that 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 this right there means that they no longer have authority. That they realize that you know they don't have authority, and it's and it's disappearing by the day. The more they keep people locked in their homes, you know, which is why I believe Trump said, "Oh no, we're going to start opening things up," and blah 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 blah. When he already figured out that they control, they can control the entire population by, you know, putting a little fear on TV. Right. They scared him to death. Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, it, we better lock it, ourselves it, up in the house and don't come out and, you know, an invisible enemy, just like terrorism is an invisible enemy. It's anybody they I say do. is the boogeyman. Right. Exactly. I mean, how many deaths was there supposed to be? I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't even been as bad as the, the, the common flu. Right. No, it's a common cold is what it is. Yeah. Anybody, any, you, know, you talk to any virologist and any of these people that are, that are you know, they're going to say the best way to deal with it is to be exposed and, you know, and then let it run its course and then you build up an immunity. Yeah, your music so, even if that was the case, it was all a fear tactic. You, you know, you know what it is. The, the economy's cr- it's crashing. It's been crashing, and this was the this was you know it was about to fall o- flow over, and this is the cover up. You watch you watch what changes here. They're, they're printing trillions of dollars a day and putting it into the economy. You're seeing the 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 inflation on products going up overnight. It's going to get worse than that, and pretty soon people will be using dollar bills to, you know, instead of toilet paper. So, yeah, we're going to, it's well, they're going to be worse. Yeah, yeah, just like Venezuela just happened. I mean, it's it's going to be no different. You cannot control people. People do not want to be controlled. People don't want to be controlled, and it's only going to be for so long that they'll put up with it. I hope. I hope. <laughs> hey, David, it's Ken. Yeah, Ken. Hey, um, I was uh, listening to the COVID thing there, and um, you may or may not have heard of him. Um, it's that Dr. Rashad Batar, B-U-T-T-A-R, yeah. and the Judy Mikovits. 
those are uh, two good individuals to listen to um, if you really want to find out the scooty about this virus thing because you know it's they know it's a fraud and they're all over the internet right now you know you know trying to uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've posted a bunch I've posted a bunch of things on with them and they always put a cover over my post that says you know you might want to fact check this before you know before you believe yeah. it um, and, and and to those you know fact book you know fact book uh, Facebook clowns that are fact checking uh, wouldn't have made it out of uh, third grade research um, <laughs> most of this stuff happened back when the AIDS virus came out and they saw Fauci was a was a you know a, a con man and a, and a fraud um, yeah. out for money and not not for the people's health you know um, you know, and that was back in the late, you know, mid to late eighties. You know, here we're talking, oh, you know, almost forty years later. You know, and they're still saying the same stuff. You know, and and they can verify it. They're you know, and back up their their you know their claims. Um, you're right. Both of those folks, Ken, are, are uh, two good people to watch their videos on YouTube if you want to understand a little bit more about the con job that's going on. Yeah, and that Judy Mick or uh, um, Judy Mikovitz, yeah, I guess, Mikovitz. is a true is a true biologist or biologist, and you know she's out of Berkeley, yeah. and uh, she was the one that did the actual study with you know even back in the mid '80s or late '80s or something like that, uh, if I remember right. But uh, on know, novel, co- co- yeah, on novel coronavirus, yep, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what she says, I mean, you can listen to it. It's logical. It makes sense. And, and she was there. <laughs> you know, yeah. she was there. She spent, I believe she spent five years in jail as a whistleblower. Yeah, yeah she did, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, still to this day, you know, I, never believe, I, I, believe, I believe her as a con, Wayne would, you know, as a convict, as opposed to believing anything the official story says as a bunch of cons. Con men and women, because that's what they are. They're they're frauds, and they've lost all legitimacy. That's why I believe Trump is going to call in the military to to enforce that crap. And it's and it's uh, that is a scary proposition. So I don't think that there is a you know there's there's a you know you can peacefully uh, refuse to consent. I don't think they're going to be peaceful in trying to initiate. Uh, violence against you by injecting you, you know. And I think at this at this point, um, the stick is coming out here by the end of the year because people are going to be too unruly. People are not going to believe that this is legitimate. What's going on? So, I may be wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am. But uh, you know, um. We're we're living in a crazy time. Oh boy, a crazy time. <laughs> David, yeah, I never thought I'd yes. see this stuff at 57 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy the rest of my life from working my ass off so hard for that many years, you know. Sure, absolutely. Oh, and it's you know it's. Guardianship and the people on where the talk guardianship, how the courts just literally take over your life. Uh, 
you know, relieve you of your assets and, and then, you know, kick you over to the corner, you know. Um, I, I, for, for, the, for whatever reason, when I was very young, I saw through all this stuff and said, uh-uh, I just, you know, I wanted to know more about what's going And uh, and I suppose we legitimately the 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 confiscation. Um, it's just uh, it's corruption on a on, on a massive scale, all encompassing scale. The whole thing. Uh, that the government was the mafia and that they aren't legitimate. You've just been told they were your whole life. You know, and you need to find that out fast and for yourself or you'll find yourself in some, you know, uh, box car heading toward a field. Closer. Anyway, my rant. I'm sorry. I, 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 I just, you know, it just blows my mind. Uh, you know, I, I I guess I look at Facebook too much. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. You know, you're you're cutting out, Dave. Oh, sorry. They 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 should have uh, these these political shows in the Coliseum, you know, and let them fight it out with with lions and tigers and stuff. <laughs> It's, it's it's you know it's such a distraction to to living, and it's it's in, it's so ingrained in people to think that oh it's my side is better than your side because we're less evil, you know, um, <laughs> yeah you know, evil is evil doesn't matter if there's more or less of it it's evil it, there is no legitimacy there, you know and coming to your house and telling you know uh, breaking down your door and checking you for a fever is uh, it's not freedom. It's definitely not freedom. Um, and, and you'll never have freedom following uh, You have to do it yourself. You have to take, stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm do that and, and I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm going to do what I want peacefully. And I'll be responsible for my own actions and, and I'll manage my own affairs. And uh, they're not going to do it for me anymore. They've made a mess of it. They can't balance a checkbook. They haven't had a balanced budget in 30 years. <laughs> and why have one when you can print up money by the trillions and send out checks to everybody and then force them to pay you back 20000 for the 1200 Right. Watch out. They're going to send you another one. You're going to owe them 40000 or more. And they're going to bail out more of their friends. From what I understand, this new one even in, includes a nice fat raise for all of Congress. I think they get an extra 45000 a year or something like that. I saw an article on today. But people will go, oh, give me my 1200 Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Not a benefit. No. I don't want it. No benefit. Nope. Yeah. Seems like you can just print it in the back room and it's not worth much. What was that? Seems like they're just trying to buy their support. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a bribe. <laughs> yeah, 
it's a bribe. Stay in your house. Lock your doors. Don't come out until uh, we, we, you know, we've gotten everything on the move books and moved all your property, uh, you know, to my buddy's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, the only difference is, is that they're government. They claim to be government. You know? And this has been going on the whole time in this country. I mean, you know, if this was freedom and, and peace, you know, we were supposed to exist, in, you know, in, in a peaceful, uh, you know, there's been no official wars in a long time, right, since, uh, what was it, uh, Desert Storm or whatever. Not that that was legitimate, but uh, you get, uh, you know, all these wars. We've been at war for hundreds of years throughout the, the, the entire time of this country's existence. It's imperialistic. It's colonialism, you know. They're stealing resources from everywhere else. And, and then you got all these flag wavers going, rah, 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 I'm going to vote for my evil turd. I'll push him up nice so he doesn't smell as much. <laughs> you know? Oh, and I'm going to cast my vote as if it counts. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I think it's getting old. I think that, uh, you know, that, that, that's just an old story. The story's the, story's the same, but, but it, it, you know, it, it just never changes. It doesn't. It never changes. Oh, we're going to do this, that, and this for you. Just vote me in, and then they pay themselves and everybody they know, and you get to pay for it. <laughs> One way or the other, you'll get to pay for it. The politics were there just to divide the people. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they know that a house divided itself will never prosper. They know it. They use it as a tool, just like fear and intimidation and, and, and force or threats of force. They use it as a tool to control you, just like this mm-hmm. fear-mongering COVID thing. Everybody's locked away in their houses all night. So I haven't put on a mask yet, but I did order one. My, 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 uh, my Guy Fawkes mask will be in the mail any day now. <laughs> and I'll carry it with me when I go to town. If, if, if it says that I have to wear a mask, I'm putting it on. But I won't wear one of their stupid masks. If they don't make any difference. I, saw, I, I don't know if anybody saw the meme on, on Facebook. It was uh, <laughs> somebody else's face, and, uh, you know, they farted through two layers of clothing, and you could still smell it. Then a mask is not stopping the COVID virus which is microscopic. <laughs> and, and it's true. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They flip-flop on everything, and they get you to divide it on, you know. And it's crazy. They're not even consistent, right? Trump is on the other side of the, uh, of the governors, most of the governors, right? And he's letting them run with it and take all the blame. And then he sends a, a, a total mixed signal. No, nah, it'll cure itself. <laughs> Yeah. If they thought that, why would have mattered? And if everybody would have kept the TVs off, it'd all be out right now. Yeah, the belief that they have the right, or that they have the right to rule. <laughs> it's not a perceived to rule that they have a legitimate right to do what they do. That that that. Mindset change for things to change. You know, even on a personal level, that mindset's really got to change for things to change. If you think that the person on the other side 
doesn't have a right to do what they're doing, then you got a claim, and you can defend it, and you can you can you know you you can uh, uh, resist what they're trying to do, and 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 you know it gives you strength instead of being afraid. But, I, I think uh, a lot of people. You know, I think that's where a lot of people have a problem. They don't quite know how to file the claims. Well, and, and you know what? Procedure says anybody help a procedure, I can help. That's not a problem. Procedure is simple. Making, you know, writing out your claim and filing it. Writing out your claim, bring it to the clerk's office and file it. Pay them extortion money or Tell them that, that you know there's no they don't they can't sell justice and they can't in their own laws so they're really not supposed to charge their four hundred dollars at the federal court to open a case. It's your right to open a case. They shouldn't charge for it. Then it becomes a business. Then there are no you know then Clearfield Trust doctrine and uh, government becomes nothing more than a company that has to operate through contract. They have no authority other than what contra what the contract states, which is why you don't apply to things and you know uh, fill out their forms and never use their forms. <laughs> I was helping somebody out in New York, and every time I tried to deal with the court, they go, "Well, it's not a court-approved form." I says, "It doesn't have to be on a court-approved form." <laughs> you know, you are you're you're, you're obstructing justice. <laughs> you know, do you get it? And, and they don't because they've been taught a certain thing. Protect the system. Protect us, you know. Because on every one of their forms, it's going to say under penalty of perjury, and if you didn't dot the sign or cross this T, we're going to charge you with something, even though you're a victim from somebody else, and it's usually them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a damn shame when, when, when it's the people that are supposed to be there help you, that, 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 and then you have no higher level to go to. Your appeals have to go to God or to, to your own efforts. You know? And it's a shame. It's a shame. It's getting worse and worse. It's getting worse and worse. They don't follow their own rules. You can put them in their face. You can, you know, you know, and you're right to try and, uh, you know, uh, enforce a claim against them. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the um, procedures... Procedural is easy. It really is. It's procedural really about um, making documents are on time uh, and that you, you know, uh, you know, you go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, taking your steps through the court system. Um, procedure is a lot. Um, you know, they make it look scary, like lawyer to do procedure, yeah, because I can't write a claim up and, and file it at the clerk's office. Um, you know, but just, you know, you've got the civil procedure, and then you, each of your states has the same thing. Um, yeah, it's usually, but it's, it's really simple. You know, it's really, um, it's, it literally is just a roadmap to how to, how to go to court and, and how to file your claim, how to um, present your paperwork, time frames that statutory time frames if you're dealing in a in a statutory court um but then again if you know you also have the option and to to file common law claim not a complaint but a claim the courts mm -hmm. have you know 
dual purpose, sometimes more than two or three jurisdictions going on in one court. Most of the time it's administrative, which is where your statutes come in. They're, you know, mm -hmm. That's all administrative law uh, to whatever agency they're administrating, like the Department of Motor Vehicles for a traffic ticket, you know, uh, the Department of, uh, of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms if it's a you know, if it's a weapons or an alcohol or tobacco charge. So the jurisdictions could be got, you know, ad morality, then you've got common law, um, and you've got equity. And really where you want to pull them is into equity because that's trust, and you can collapse their whole thing down on their head in equity. Okay. You can collapse the trust. Trust is as easy as collapsing as saying, I do not trust you. Relationship over. That's exercising your. That's exercising that that you know that uh, um, the Declaration of Independence that uh, you know the consent of the government. And that if it's oppressive, then you have the right to put off the oppressor and call them into account in equity because you've entrusted them with your property and your legal stuff. Well, if they've screwed around and borrowed money and created debt in your name, uh, instead of taking care of the assets that were there for the subject matter or the res or the, you know, the, the assets of the public trust that are in your name, uh, you know, they've squandered them and, and used them to their own advantage, which is a breach of trust. You can call that trustee or those trustees to account. They have to they have to make the trust whole, and they have to. Uh, Pay with interest everything they've taken or lost while they were managing your affairs. So, wow, we're getting into okay. some trust. <laughs> <laughs> this David. is why asking questions is good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. End up getting a lot of topics out there, and, and uh, I always get comments when we get a lot of questions because. They're usually great questions, and, and uh, you know, you guys are not the only ones that want to know this, the answers to them. A lot of people out there are searching for the same information. So David. definitely makes the show a lot better. Yeah. Yes. I just, this is Michael one more time. I just have a quick question for simple clarification on common law. Um, Common law is a form of law. If anarchy is no law, then common law is has to be different from anarchy. Is that am I correct in that? Sure, sure. Actually, anarchy isn't no law. It's no rulers. Natural law still exists under anarchy. But to answer your question. Uh, you know, well, and again, I think I guess that would be a little opposed to. You know, but that 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 goes based on your, you know, uh, you know, on the definition of anarchy. It's not chaos. It's not, you know, lawlessness. Okay, um, anarchy is more like uh, voluntarism. There's no forced uh, central rule. Okay, um, that's common law is common to everybody. Yeah, well, common law would would still be the rule. That rule doesn't. You know, that common law is. The golden rule, do no harm, love your neighbor as yourself. Exactly, but it's you know? law. At any rate, it is still law. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's law there, even in anarchy. It's, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have the right to go and harm somebody because that's not legitimate. That's not legitimate. It's not real. You don't have a right to harm other people, right? I passed it through under anarchy than common law. I apparently yeah, did not understand the meaning of the term anarchy then. Yeah, anarchy is not chaos and it's not lawlessness. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's no no central rulers, no rulers. Nobody telling you you have to do this. Okay, um, so yeah, I'll give you. You know, we'll make it simple. You and I are on an island. Okay, and. You know, do we need a government, or is it anarchy? We're going to voluntarily exist here together, okay? Or does one of us have to be in charge? And then if one of us is in charge, does the other one have to listen to the other <laughs> You know? What about this? But it's all simple. What about this? You know, neither one of us want to harm the other person or should want to harm the other person, Right? having a second pair of hands is, is a benefit, right? Whether it's anarchy or if you, if you want to call it anarchy or common law, it's, it's voluntarily working together, right? Exactly. Now, if, if, you know how to, if you know how to build a house on the island and I don't, sure, I'll be your second pair of hands and I'll let you take the lead because I don't know what I'm doing, right? It's benefiting me to let you take the lead. That's how I learn. But, you know, if you tell me, well, you know, you got to stay up until 10 o'clock and work on this from, you know, day to night and do what I say, things aren't going to work out. You know, that puts you in a poor and, you know, in, in, in a voluntary situation, uh, you know, we both have as much, you know, we both have power, <laughs> you know, just not over each other. Does that anarchy system also extend to my living room with my six kids? What's that? Does that anarchy principle also extend to my living room with me and my six kids? Uh, well, is there, is there a reason for a legitimate authority under your roof? That's the question. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, having a central authority under your own roof is managing your own affairs. I've had, I got three kids. My daughter, um, <laughs> when she turned 18, comes home and on her birthday and goes, I'm 18. I don't have to listen to your rules anymore. Blah, 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 blah. I said, you're absolutely right. Where would you like me to forward your mail? <laughs> and she got really pissed, and she walked out with a bag of her clothes, and she slept on her friend's couches for three months. And then she came home and said, Oh, I'm only going to be here for a little while until, you know, I get a second job and can afford my own place. And she, she learned to be responsible for her own actions, you know. So if I'm, buying, if I'm paying for the food and I'm paying for the electricity and it's my place, sure, I got the right to make the rules over it. The kids are there because I allow them to be there. That's you know? what Pelosi is saying. What's that? That's what Pelosi is saying. She's giving us all this money, and so now she's telling us how to live our life. 
<laughs> well, government, why do you think everybody's getting this $1,200 check? We threw you a bone, and now you owe us. You received the benefit, so now you'll pay the price. <laughs> that's, their, that's their way of contracting. You see it every day. And then there's a, you know, a legal maxim. If you, if you receive the benefit, you'll pay the price. You go into McDonald's, you eat a hamburger, you'll pay for it. Unless you have a legitimate grip. The burger had a bone in it and it broke my tooth. Now I got a claim. <laughs> if you buy a burger, you know, if you say, hey, I want a burger, and you know that it costs the dollar fifty, then you're going to pay the dollar fifty when you get the burger. Right? You enjoy the burger and now you're going for it. To deal with things. It's contracting. You're not going to receive those benefits. Guaranteed, they're going to figure out a way to charge you for it. <laughs> you know how a someone pays for it. Someone pays the bill, and it's usually you guys. <laughs> so that's how it works. <laughs> What's that? I said it's always us that pay the bill. We are the Absolutely. government. <laughs> well, then stop governing others and, and manage your own affairs. It's a lot easier. Like to be controlled. People don't like to be managed. It's in you know. It's 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 unnatural for us. We don't want that. Ever from the time we're little kids and have to deal with it because we need to eat and when ready to go out and, you know, get it ourselves, we have to depend on our parents. But we fight it tooth and nail from the time we can talk. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to be controlled. Nobody wants to be told what they can and can't do and then fall do something they don't want. That's the epitome of government. So, you know, uh, love your neighbor as yourself means that you love yourself first in order to know how to treat your neighbor. You know, and if you don't know how to manage your own affairs, how can you manage the affairs of others? Why would you want to? Why would you want to? That's a, that's a big responsibility, being a trustee over somebody else's stuff. And, and you have to be trustworthy to, to be in that position. I did a show a while back, uh, Mama, Should I Trust the Government? <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, if you don't trust them, then why would you hire them to represent you? Would you let Trump come in and watch your, your teenage daughter? Babysit? Come on. Hell no, I wouldn't. <laughs> would, you, would you let any of these politicians come in and babysit your children for you and manage your checkbook and, and, and make up the rules of your house? I wouldn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> but that's what that's what people do. That's what people do every day. That's legitimizing polishing turds, what I call it. <laughs> well, thank you. Polishing for, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> Did that clarify it for you, Michael? <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah, I I got a better understanding of the term anarchy. Right on. Yeah. Anarchy, they, you know, it's just like the term conspiracy theorist. You know, uh, it's been manipulated to, to be a, a bad thing uh, for somebody who actually thinks 
searches and questions the official story. Anybody who does that's a conspiracy theorist. Well, anybody who questions or doesn't want to be ruled by, uh, you know, by by a central government that's oppressive, um, is ten, you know, is deemed an anarchist. And what they want is anarchy. They don't want, you know, and they 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 look at it as chaos, no, you know, lawlessness. You know, I mean, do you really need three hundred politicians making up rules for you every day in order to, you know, live your life? Or could you get along with people just fine without them? You know, do you know what's right and wrong for yourself more than, you know, than these politicians know what's good for you? Because really, if you, you know, I set up trusts for people. And when, when I do, they, the one thing that I, I won't do is set up a trust for somebody that's not willing to learn how to be a good trustee, a good steward. Because if you don't have somebody that, really knows how to manage the trust, the, the, the finances, the business side, and the legal side of your trust, then, then you're going to need somebody that you do trust to do it for you, okay? But the whole goal should be able to, you know, to get yourself to that position so that you can manage your own affairs, you know? When I went in, you know, when I was young, I started businesses my whole life, but when I was young, um, you know, I looked into starting a business and you do it on the shoestring and I've started many of them over the years. Um, but I started looking at, you know, um, stuff that people were studying in school to get an MBA, um, you know, uh, finance, advertising, marketing, all the different things that a business requires and learning how to do each and every one of them because I didn't want to, you know, even if I wasn't doing the work for, you know, if a company grew big enough that I wasn't having to do wear all the hats, then I would know that when somebody's doing something wrong in my business and be able to recognize it and correct it and, and fix it. So I, I wanted to know all the ins and outs of it myself. Well, it's the same way with your own lives because we do live in trust regardless of whether it's on paper or not. Um, you know, but we do need to learn how to manage our own affairs, financial uh, how to ward off legal battles, how to, you know, um, keep as much of, our, uh, of, of the things that we produce throughout our lives for our families and, you know, our families' families. And, you know, if you don't know how to do it and you, you want me to write you up a trust and you're going to put it in your drawer and think that it's going to do anything for you, you're mistaken. It takes time to learn what it takes to be a good trustee or a good steward. I mean... You know, when, when you're looking at your kids when they're growing up and you get them a new bicycle and they leave it out in the rain, you know, that's not being a good steward. So it's a principle. It's the principles of trust. It's the principles of, of stewardship that uh, you could teach at a very, very young age. I've had a couple people uh, that, have, that have asked, you know, how, how would you put this into, you know, teaching teenagers? But you could teach adolescents these things, to take care of the things that they have. Um, my, my daughter's got two daughters. They're two and almost four. And um, I talk to them all the time. And she goes, I, I, she's like, I cordoned off their closet and, and most of their toys are in there until they start, you know, taking care of the ones that they use on a regular basis and they're not allowed in there. And, and, and you know, they're learning. They can't, you know, trash their stuff. They have to take good care of it. You know, if they want more, they've got to take care of what they have. 
and it's a good principle, you know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot less waste that way. And and if and if governments operated that way, hmm, they might have gained a little legitimacy, but they don't. <laughs> there's too much corruption in, in in being able to govern others' affairs, you know. That that's why when you're looking at trust, you really, really, really need to know the people, you know, and know and trust the people that 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 are part of your you know, that, that are your trustees. Otherwise, uh, I had a client that got taken by two lawyers and two accountants, over $150,000 that they, that these lawyers and accountants took. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's because, you know, they looked at it as their own piggy bank. You know, it's not right. <laughs> not right at all. But you really have to trust the people that you, you know, that you put in a position of trust over your things, just like you would if you were, you know, looking for a babysitter for your child. You know, you're not going to hire some kid that walks up and looks like they've been smoking meth all night. You know, <laughs> you want to make sure that the people that you have, that you entrust your kids to are trustworthy for sure, right? Because they're your, your greatest possession. <laughs> You're good assets. You got to take care of them. So trust is huge. When you look at the, the, you know, these people that call themselves your representatives, would you trust any of them? Any of them? I don't care what side of the shitbird to surf them you, you you worship. Either side doesn't matter. Pick a politician and ask yourself: Would you let them watch your children? Would you trust them with your daughter or your son? And if you can't say yes, then then why are you voting for the lesser of evil to manage your affairs for you, rather than just taking up the reins and doing it yourself? Boy, I got off off topic quick that time. <laughs> anyway, this has been been a really good show. A lot of lot of interaction. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Michael, again, um, James and Louie and Ken. Oh, you're Everybody else that's uh, chiming in, thank you. And, uh, yeah, if there's any other questions, we've got a little time left, so I'm open to all topics. So, I have one more question for you, Dave. Uh, sure. Back to the, um, the home testing. How would the yeah. um, HIPAA laws come into effect on that? For what, privacy? Yeah. Well, and this is the, the crazy thing about statutory law. It contradicts itself all the time, all the time, from town to town, county to county, state to state, even within the states. So how, how will it – it's going to contradict it for sure, right? I mean, right. Uh, so many more people are going to have access to everything that you have. All your information is going to be digitized. That's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about. So privacy is going to be shot out the window. You're talking big brother if this thing goes through. That's why they want the military to enforce it. So that's just my take on it. I don't, you know, they're trying to get this thing digitized, an RFID insert with all your, you know, with all of your digital information on there, and then put it through blockchain and things like that. Well, that puts it out there publicly, if you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, that's in direct 
you know, violation of HIPAA laws. I could see if you was in the military having to follow the military's rules, but how does that affect the, the uh, people that aren't? Right, exactly, because they are, they're there only to force it or enforce it on you. So is it legitimate or not? <laughs> it's, it's not going to be legitimate, and it will violate HIPAA laws, but do you think they care at this point? Do you really think they care? Whether it right. violates some other law that was, that was, you know, arbitrary to begin with anyway? Eh, today I didn't yeah. like it, so we changed it. <laughs> you know, that's their M.O. That's what they do. What's that? I think they would almost, they would almost have to have a contract. Well, you would think. That. Well, they do. They think it's, and they call it the social contract because that's what they're taught to believe. That's what gives you, that's what makes you have a duty and obligation to obey them. <laughs> uh, like I say, just asked for a copy of it with your signature on it before you go thinking that, you know, believing it. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it's funny that they, I, I had the lawyer say that to me, and, uh, you know, I don't think she even believed it after she spit it out of her mouth. You know? Oh, it's a social contract that binds you to obey the laws and obligates you to follow the laws. And I said, well, great. I need a copy for evidence, you know, with my signature on it. And I literally saw her face just go white, like, what the hell did I just say? What did I do? And why do I even believe this myself? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, maybe because for the last five years in law school, they indoctrinated you with that. You know, it was probably on your final exam. <laughs> Probably, you know, but yeah, it blew my mind that she she literally told the truth, though, and, you know, from her perception. Mm-hmm. Her perception was that you know that that was oh that's easy you know it's 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 you know the social contract. Well, you know, it was it was a horrible theory when it came out, and it's a worse theory now <laughs> because they've got so many people believing that it's actually legitimate, and it's not. It's not. There is no social contract. If you didn't know, um, if you if you if you think there is, ask them. Ask somebody. Ask any government employee for a copy of it with your signature on it. If you don't remember signing one yourself, <laughs> so you know. But that's it is. It's it's crazy, and and uh, they're they're going to uh, change it arbitrarily to suit their needs to gain control, which is what government is control in the minds of the people. So, and they do that through law, through authority of law, or through force. The stick and the gun. So, or fear. they come around, you know, <laughs> knowing that those are their two options, you got to be, one, willing to, you know, act peacefully and say, hey, I, I you know, respectfully opt out uh, because of whatever, my, my beliefs, and or, you know, carry a bigger stick. But those are your two options. The same, you know, I mean, you try to do it right, and then you, if you have to defend yourself, you defend yourself. That's your right. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, uh, you know and, and that scares people. It really does scare people to think of that as their only two options, you know. But if option A does fail, if they don't recognize 
your lack of consent, they're going to use force. And if you do consent, they're going to forcefully inject you with what they're going to inject you with. Well, so, no matter what, you know, if, if not lying scares you and complying scares you, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it would be wrong to comply. And if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna have violence initiated on, I'm just gonna give. Them. That's just me. I, I just that's my makeup. I don't, you know, I don't suggest that for anybody. You know, you have to know yourself and you know and who you are and who you're not. You know, um, if you're injured and you know or. You know, you're sick or, and you can't do it. You've got to be around people that you trust to watch out for your back. That's that's trust. Um, and I guarantee you, they're not politicians. They're not cops. They're not lawyers and they're not judges. They don't care about you. Find people that do and, and surround yourself with people like that, that you trust. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, from being, you know, uh, I don't know if that was you, James, but somebody earlier had said that, uh, you know, what if you what if you're injured or, or you know you can't uh, fight for yourself? Um, it's important to have people around you that you do trust, family, friends, you know that that would look out for you, you know, and um, you know be picky, know know who they are, make sure you trust them. <laughs> you know? Definitely. There is no relationship without any trust. So, you know, we were talking about equity before and trust and, you know, um, how collapsing the public trust is as easy as saying, I don't trust you to manage my affairs. And it's true. <laughs> what could they say to that? Oh, yes, you do trust us. No. <laughs> I mean, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> you trust us. You are not the – we are not – that you're looking for. <laughs> Do some ridiculous Jedi crap. <laughs> hmm. Well, so, did we even cover your question? I know I do this all the time. I, I start off that way. I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I hope I answered your question. Yeah, it was just food for thought. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, as far as HIPAA goes, though, uh, the, the laws are going to be totally contradicting each other. Put them side by side. They're already written up. Look at that HR 6666, and there's another one out. I didn't even know what it is. But, uh, you know, put it next to each other and, and ask yourself whether or not they contradict each other or they're in unison, you know, if they work together. They're going to violate the HIPAA laws all over the place. All over the place. (laughs) The second they comment with a mob to your door, (laughs) all your neighbors already know what's going on. So there goes your privacy out the window. Right, right. (sighs) The military swears an oath to the Constitution, so... Well... By the end of the year, I guess, based on Trump's uh, comments, we'll find we'll find out, won't we? If that contradicts the Constitution, <laughs> it's already contradicting. If the if the military is here operating here, they're violating the Constitution. Posse comitatus. It's over. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. Right. So, there, you know, it'll start off with the violation of the Constitution. It's not going to end well. <laughs> and they sure aren't coming back to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Anybody else have any other questions? What's that? Uh, not to change the subject, but last week uh, there was a gentleman on talking about jurisdiction. He had paperwork. Was he able to um, get that to you? Chad, going to take his... uh, yes, but I, I yeah, um, he did. I just haven't uh, had an opportunity this week to um, clear all his information off of it before I'll send it to anybody. Um, but he did mention his um, his email address on the show. So if you're listening to it, um, I'm sure it's on there, and you know he he put it out there as an offer that you can get it directly from him as well. Um, but I should have it. I should have it. I'm hoping to have a few minutes this week to to clear that off and and uh, get it out there for people as well. So as soon as I have okay. it, I'll you know I'll, I'll let you know, and you know you, you sent me an email already, so we'll talk more. Uh, you know, in the future, and I'll be able to get that off to you when I, once I get all this stuff off of there. Okay, sounds good. No rush. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I always end up busier than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> so, but uh, is there anybody else has any questions or comments? We've got a few minutes left. And this has been a good show. Uh, this is the first time in weeks that we've gone two and a half hours. We're, almost, we're, we're working on that three-hour mark. And I'll stay the whole time as long as we've got questions going. Anybody else? Well, if there aren't, I am going to wrap up a little bit early. And I'm going to go grab myself a bite to eat and enjoy the rest of the sunny day that we've got here in Montana. Uh, it's got to be pushing 80 degrees today. It's, it's a warm one. But uh, I'm enjoying it. The sun's going down and... Uh, I think we're going to do a bonfire tonight and make something on the grill. I don't know. So I, am, <laughs> I will wrap up a little early if there are no more questions. Otherwise, I will stick around till 8 o'clock. Uh, you know, as long as we keep the conversation going, I'm happy to do it. Um, but, again, if anybody knows anybody that, you know, that they'd like to hear on the show or, you know, people, other people that, you know, you, that you listen to, and if, uh, you know, as far as legal uh, issues... I'd be happy to get them on as a guest on the show if they want. Uh, you know, if you want to refer them over, or if you have a situation that uh, you'd like to talk about um, as a guest on the show, I'm happy to do that as well. Uh, reach out to me at my email, a free man in Babylon at gmail dot com, or you can go to the website uh, bulletproofsolutions.org, and under the podcast section, uh, we do put up all the podcasts on the website as well. But in, under that section, uh, if you are wanting to be a guest, there's a section there where you can fill it out, and it'll, it'll send me an email letting me know and give me your contact info, and we'll talk uh, about having you on the show. Um, again, uh, this is How to Win in Court Without a Liar, and um, Dave Harwitz. I appreciate all you guys being on the show and all the questions tonight. It was an excellent show. Thank you. Uh, you guys do make the show. So uh, I do, I do want to thank you very much for, for doing so. Um, again, uh, and and for spending your for spending your Sunday evenings with me. <laughs> but uh, 
No, thank you for joining me on the show. I will have the um, the recording up hopefully later on tonight. Doesn't give me problems, but uh, hopefully I'll have the show up in a, in a few hours and I'll put it out there in groups on Facebook that you've uh, that uh, that you probably heard of the broadcast on, and I'll also be posting it up onto uh, the website at Bulletproof uh, under the podcast section. Thanks again, everybody, for right, and uh, hopefully you talk next week. Uh, also, if you guys have any comments or questions or legal issues that you'd like to hear on the show, feel free to, to shoot me a text or uh, an email as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always uh, pressed for topics. I always, you know, I get some people during the week, and then I talk to them about it, so then I don't cover it on the show. But, uh, you know, I... If uh, you have a topic that you'd like talked about on the show, um, I'm always hunting for uh, ideas as to what to talk about every Sunday. Um, I've done, I think, close to 50 shows, and and uh, you know, finding a topic when it comes to to, to legal, um, you know, legal topics, um, there's probably no shortage shortage of it. But uh, you know, some are more boring than others, and. Uh, you know, I don't always get to those things, you know, trust law, bankruptcy law. These are some things that are, you know, could have interesting topics, and I know people deal with those situations all the time. So, um, but if you have a topic that you'd like to discuss, please shoot me a text or an email, and I'll, I'll be happy to uh, address it on the show uh, as well. So uh, are there any more questions or comments or anything that anybody would like to discuss? Let me wrap it up here. No? Right on. Well, thanks again for joining me tonight, guys. You have a great night, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. You do the same, Dave. Have a good one. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm.